0: Uh, so what is God doing? Uh, uh, I hope he's not nipped off for a bathroom break because I need him now. Uh, but um, uh, what's, what's, what's God doing? And, you know, and Jared's been talking about this. Andrew's been talking about this. And I just want to carry on at this theme. But, you know, bring it uh, on, you know, from my perspective on this whole element of kingdom come. And uh, uh, I was about to say, Sam, next slide. But I've got the thing, haven't I? Um, Kingdom come in every realm of the of the earth and uh, you know Jared was talking about that God often takes when he when he's doing something he does something in waves but he's also Jared was talking about there's a rising tide and and that's exactly my experience in in you know my life at the moment in what I'm doing in work in the charities that I'm involved in uh, in church is that just God is on the move. Um, and in a, in a way that is surprising me and shocking me. Uh, so I was, you know, I went to uh, Bible school. Sandra and I we went off to Bible school in America in our twenties. Uh, uh, you know, we ran a Bible school for ten years. So you know, I thought my theology is pretty, uh, pretty sound. It's never, it's, you, you never arrive at a place of sound theology. You're always on a journey and stuff. But God has just been shattering uh, what I thought He was about, and just saying, no, you've just got it too small. It's just who, what God is doing is is of an enormous grandeur and scale, and I suspect the pace of what God is going to do is going to uh, uh, shock the socks off us, um, uh, and we need to get with the program. Um, uh, And, you know, we talk about that as being posture. Um, You know, what's our posture towards our Father in heaven? If our posture towards him is of one thing, then he can do that one thing. If our posture to him is, Lord, you are awesome and can do all things, and I can do all things through Christ, then a different level of stuff is, is possible. Um, God is everlasting, God is unchanging, God is ever capable, but he, what he needs us as his, as his children is to align with that position that he wants to do some am- amazing things uh, in, in the world. So uh, I picked a lovely uh, picture there of uh, surfing the waves and that's what you've got to do. When God produces big waves, you've got to go with the big waves. Uh, you, don't, you don't sit on the beach. Um, and you're not the only one who's surfing it, which is why I picked this picture. is There's loads of dolphins up there having a cracking good time. And the other thing, that, that, you know, why are the dolphins doing that? I think it's just fun. Uh, uh, surfing the waves of God, is, is, it's cracking fun. Life, life can be really dull. Just try washing up. It's, uh, uh, it's, there's some, you can get some, uh, you know, there's some really dull stuff in life, and then there's some absolutely awesome stuff. Can I suggest the awesome stuff is like this. When God is on the move, you wanna be on that wave. You do not want to be on the beach washing up. Uh, the beach might be fabulous, but you'll be in the, in, the, in that little shack doing the washing up. That is called dull. We need to be in the ocean, Living with the rising tide, looking for the big waves, and going for it, and whooping and hollering, and having an awesome time. Marion will be there, uh, and I'm not missing out. I'm not missing out either. So uh, I'll, I'll skip through these quite quickly. Um, what I want to do is actually get on back into some time of worship, because this isn't about the kingdom. Isn't about you know being wise and about it is a little bit, but it is not about being you know skilled and all these things. It's it's about His Spirit. It is about being filled, it is by his spirit that these things happen. Spiritual things happen by his spirit. Um, They don't happen by practiced words and skillful people and experienced people. It kind of helps oil the wheels along, but actually it's fundamentally about the power of God coming out of your life. Not just staying inside, but coming out of your life. So at the end, I want us to spend some time where we're gonna be soaking in God and asking him to do some amazing things through me. You need to say that for yourself. So what's the, what's the kingdom like? Uh, it's like a mustard seed, a uh, little thing becomes a, a, a largest plant, the, uh, and then it becomes this tree. That, so all these birds can come and uh, come and perch, um, uh, and it's going from something really small into something big. In the natural, uh, in the natural, then uh, the largest sort of mustard plants get to about, about 10 feet, some, sometimes a little, little more, but so let's call it 12 feet. But it's not quite a tree. Um, uh, and so it becomes a tree. So there is something supernatural about this. Uh, this isn't just a natural picture. That word there in, in the Greek is me- mega dendron. Uh, that sounds, uh, dendron is, is tree. Mega, mega. How big is mega, Rob? There we go. So, the, 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 sorry, the theologian Rob said, what? Gimassive. massive. massive. I like. I like this, this, this you know, it does it. You, when you read the commentary, some people say it's just a natural picture, some it's a supernatural picture, so you, I've got freedom to choice, uh, so, uh, because, so the theological world will split, so I choose, this is a supernatural picture of what happens in the kingdom. God takes a little thing, which is his, his word in your life, and it grows into something, and then something by his spirit, it goes from a big plant, because you're a something of substance and significance, but you go from a big plant to being a mega tree, Amen? Now, what does a tree do? Grow. And it, pardon? Gives us oxygen, says the biologist. Most, 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 of the t- most of the time, it stays there. It owns the ground in which it lives. And then it starts to, in a sense, dominate that little environment. It becomes the most significant thing and so the birds start to then come and land in the place of, uh, of significance and profile and all this sort of stuff. So what's your, what's your job? Your job is to actually let the kingdom do this in your life so that you become something that is established. Psalm 1 that, you know, talks about this whole picture, you know, like sort of, uh, uh, you know, be, that we're going to just be all these sort of uh, trees that sort of have their thing in season and, and planted by streams of living water and all this sort of lovely picture that you see in, in Psalm 1. But our job is, and what are the other thing that trees do? They produce fruit, lots of it, which again attracts all these sort of birds and all this sort of stuff. So, um, uh, hello tree. Uh, uh, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, uh, and it goes through the, uh, it's like light, it's like salt. It is utterly, the kingdom of God is all about total disproportionality. You need a tiny bit to have a huge impact. A huge impact. Think of mashed potatoes. You need to put a ton of butter in to make it proper. A ton of butter. But you only need a bit of salt. If you put a lot of salt in, it's really good. But uh, apparently, Sandra says, that's bad for you. Yeah, no, um, uh, but you need a lot of butter. You need you know, 50% potato and 50% butter to make decent mash. But you need a sprinkling of salt. Salt is totally disproportionate. You can have the darkest night. You can have the darkest room and get this tiny little LED little thing. You put it on and you flood the place with light. The kingdom is utterly disproportionate. And we we sometimes sit there, or certainly if I talk about myself, sometimes in my life I've sat there and looked at my workplace and said, there's so few of us. doesn't matter. does not matter. Because it's not about you, it's about his spirit. The kingdom is utterly disproportionate. Uh, It's like a net. The kingdom's over everything. The kingdom's, um, there aren't just, you know, the principles of God loves a joyful giver. God loves a joyful, sinful giver who's not saved. Did you know that? It's just his nature. Who does God want to be kind to? The whole of population planet Earth. Because otherwise he would have never died in the first place. It's not just about the Christians. He loves everybody. God so loved the world Sometimes we have this narrow view That it's about this you know, little remnant thing that you know is struggling for air And we're going to survive And we're going to collapse through the end of time That's not scriptural at all God is after the whole planet In every little bit of it as well So uh, it's like a net And Jared talked about that And I'm not going to uh, uh, And then he's going to sort it out At the end of the age I'm not going to talk about that Jared talked about that so, uh, uh, I fancy that as my holiday home. Uh, <clears throat> so what's the church? Uh, is it an isolated castle or kingdom come everywhere? Now, we all sit here and go nod nod, we know the answer, but we behave like it's an isolated castle. I do. Um, uh, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm being shocked in rereading, especially the Gospels, about how that is not how Jesus spoke or not how Jesus taught. Uh, and um, I'm approaching what I do in my work life completely differently than I was six months ago. Completely differently. And I've always known this that church is not just this isolated castle. We're not this little monastery, and we have this, you know, happy clappy little existence. And we try and make our castle a little bigger. And yes, we know we're going to, be, you know, our castle's going to come down the hill and across the valley a little bit, and we're going to have, woo, we're going to have a a 900-seater church on, on Kingswood. Yay, uh, which is awesome, by the way. But it's not that. There's 300,000 people in this area. Um, there's schools all over the place. There's hospitals everywhere. Uh, there's local government everywhere. There's people in the arts uh, 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 and uh, social media and, and, and all of this, there's business, there's all this sort of stuff. And we sit there and go, well, that's the devil's kingdom. And here's our kingdom on this on this little castle. And we'll try and let the, the purity evangelists wander in there and sort of gently and affect or hold back the excesses of commercialism and hold back the excesses of, of government and, uh, and, and all that sort Sort of stuff. No, that's not what it is at all. God wants to save everything. God wants to save everything. <clears throat> Jesus is coming back for a glorious bride. So the work's going to get done through the church, but he's coming back for a glorious bride, not a clinging on bride. Amen? There's nothing clinging on about what God is doing, that it's only gonna be just enough. There's there's an abundance about the nature of God. Uh, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, When God created Adam and Eve and created the earth, um, uh, Wall Street and the city of London hadn't been invented, but financial systems had been invented In the mind of God, and I'll not go into all the rights, but he talks about the pile of gold and about it being good gold and all this sort of stuff. Finance had been invented, and it was sanctified and set up by God. He wants to redeem it back. Finance is a kingdom thing, not a devil thing. Amen? And he's going to redeem it back. Uh, And it applies to, to, to everything. The gates of hell will not prevail against what? Now, what, what, why are the gates of hell and the church in close proximity in this picture that Jesus, Jesus himself talks about? And it's not because the gates of hell have come running towards the church. It's the other way around. Yeah. That the church is running towards the gates of hell and the gates of hell will not prevail against holding the church out. Amen? Yeah. We go behind enemy lines. That's our job. One of the great, wonderful things. Who's, who's, uh, who lives in a street here? Uh, some people live in trees. Uh, 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 who lives in a house with neighbors? Come on, everybody, get with the program. Uh, Dupe, you did not put your hand up. <coughs> okay, one for Dupe. Who's got a job? Dupay, well done, yeah, big round of applause for Dupay. <laughs> so, if you, have a, if you have a house with neighbours, uh, unless all your neighbours are Christians, you're behind enemy lines. If you have a job, and unless all, your, all the people that you work with are, are um, sanctified, 100% pure, righteous Christians, and not many of them about, then uh, uh, you're behind enemy lines. And the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Amen? You're behind enemy lines not to survive and to see how well you can do in a tough environment. You're behind enemy lines. Why? That his kingdom come and his will be done. Behind enemy lines as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Uh, and, and clearly God's intent is the kingdoms of this world. All forms of realms and authorities will all become the kingdoms of our Christ and our King. Amen? Amen. Everything is going to be redeemed by the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Um, now, uh, uh, the word church is actually uh, a secular word, a word called ecclesia. Now, some of you uh, will know this. But Jesus spent the majority of his adult life as a carpenter. Yeah? Um, uh, Jesus called 12 workplace individuals to build the New Testament church. No clergy, sorry, David. No clergy allowed. Really interesting. Why didn't? Now, clearly, when you go through the Gospels, there were many priests who would bump into Jesus, who were clearly very godly people who were, you know, hearts on fire, who were seeking um, uh, uh, the Messiah, all this sort of stuff, but he chose not one priest. At the time, there were three big institutions. There's the temple, which was the center of Jewish um, uh, culture and society. There were the synagogues. Uh, In Jerusalem alone, they estimate about... around about 300 synagogues just in Jerusalem so they were everywhere and they were influencing how people lived it was where all the sort of day-to-day teaching and family and life and institution and connection and it was a it was an absolute bedrock of uh, of Jewish society and then there's the ecclesia which is a Greek thing where's where's this come from And it's nothing to do with Jewish society. It's nothing to do with um, uh, spirituality. It's got nothing to do with that. It was a Greek invention where actually people would go, citizens uh, of that Greek city would go, and they would discuss stuff, usually governmental matters, business matters, sorting out stuff, uh, and they would sit there and decide what happened and what they said then went. Why did Jesus suddenly go... it's like, when, and this is the thing that's really shocked me. You know, I, I thought there's a really smooth transition from Old Testament to New Testament and all this sort of stuff. There's an absolute shift in change that says Old Testament, Israel, 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 and then, no, this thing's exploding. This isn't just, so what, it took 10 years for the uh, early church to break out of that this is not just a Jewish sect, when, If you study, I uh, love church history. Um, uh, uh, it took them 10 years to recognize that their the real purpose, their real job was to go to the Gentiles. It took them 10 years to recognize that Gentiles could be saved and then not be circumcised. 10 years, that was a long time. Uh, uh, it took a long time for them to realise that this is a a world-scale change of what was uh, meant to be a a small nation thing to actually being a world-impacting thing. The Ecclesia, secular, uh, I've talked about that. The Romans then pinched it off the Greeks. uh, And they used it so they could infuse, they could put their Roman culture into a conquered society. Um, And then the last bit, which I love, is uh, when two or three Roman citizens were gathered together concerning the interests of the empire, the power and authority of the emperor was in their midst. So Jesus didn't make up this thing where two or three are gathered in my name. He pinched it from the Romans. I think it was his anyway. (coughs) All things are his. But you get what I'm saying. There's something here that Jesus is saying, you're thinking, Israel, is too small because you're thinking temple and synagogue and priests and all this sort of stuff. I want to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And what God is, I believe, what the rising tide of God is saying to us today in the church is church, your thinking is too small. You're thinking about how do you grow your church? How do you get Cottingham to grow? How do you get your worship to be better? How do you get your this, that to be better? How do I grow in my personal prayer life? They're all good questions. But there's God is saying something. I'm doing something bigger. Come on, get with the big waves, not just the little waves of what I'm doing. I'm doing something bigger, which is you're thinking about you know, it's about, you know, um, I, could, I could have a, uh, you know, a job as a steward. Stewards do an awesome job. I could have a job as tech. I could, have a, I could be the next Jared Cooper. I can be this, that, and the other, and all the rest of it. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. But the church, let's just call it 10%. Uh, uh, of, the, of the UK population is in church of some shape and form and description so there's a tithe there's 90% of the UK's activities happens completely outside of the, U- of the church's influence and, uh, and impact God wants to flip that on its head right. yeah. absolutely flip that on its head and he's saying Come up in your thinking as to who you are. I'm going to choose 12 work-based place people. I'm going to choose a secular description to say what the purpose of the church is. The Romans, the Romans won a stable long-term Roman empire, not just through their armies. The army started it. But what really happened was through the ecclesia, they made everyone into Romans. They made people want to be Romans. And so you didn't need to live a huge army uh, in, e- in England uh, to keep the English, because all the English wanted to become Romans. Uh, the Scots didn't, uh, uh, and the Welsh didn't, uh, and the Irish didn't, these Celtic nations. Uh, but there's something about that says that principle, and Jesus, and Jesus quoted that principle and said, this is what it's gonna be you, like for you in your workplace, is where two or three of you are gathered, there the emperor will be. When you are about the emperor's business that's how it was for Roman times when Jesus said when you're behind enemy lines and there's two or three of you and you gather about the kingdom business the king of all kings is there in your midst and whatever you say whatever he will do. Totally disproportionate like salt. Totally disproportionate. And God wants to bring a wave of this to wherever we find ourselves. Whether it be in your street with your neighbors, you will have a disproportionate impact on their lives. You will have an utterly disproportionate impact in the school, an utterly disproportionate impact in your place of work, utterly disproportionate. Now, what was the biggest evangelistic tool in the early church? It was the kitchen table. Is it there in the Bible? Acts 2. The first believers were seen continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread, eating and prayer. The ecclesia, they didn't go into the temple. They didn't go into the synagogue. They went to the kitchen table. They went to a place of secular fellowship. Eating, very, very important in, in Jewish culture, in most cultures. People. Eating and fellowshipping together, guards down, connection, all this sort of stuff. And that's what happened in the early church in those first few days and months. They ate and broke bread together. They ate together. They ate together. They prayed together. They shared together and all the rest of it. Kingdom DNA, Ecclesia DNA infected the kitchen table. Can I just leave you with a thought and you can work it out for yourself? What's infecting your kitchen table in your family? Is it the one show, awful thing. (laughs) BBC at some point, tea time, don't watch it. Uh, 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 Get your table, sit some people around it, uh, and sit down and have fellowship together. And talk, and let one or two kingdom thoughts pop in there. And then just see what happens. Kingdom DNA will disproportionately affect your family and then invite one or two friends to sit around your table and have fellowship and then let Kingdom DNA just start to infect what's going on and it will have a disproportionate effect. Um, The social theme is much more important than the temple. Really, really interesting. Jared talked about this. Kingdom DNA wants to infect every area of secular life. Why does the Holy Spirit come uh, Goosebumps? Who likes goosebumps? I like Holy Spirit goosebumps. Um, I love feeling uh, and sensing the presence of God. Jupe, uh, uh, do you like feeling? Well, done. she's got the program now. Uh, I love changed lives. I love, you know, when you can see someone getting healed um, and their whole life gets transformed. How did that happen? Uh, uh, The Holy Spirit comes Touches one area of your life And then uh, all all other sorts of stuff uh, Just wonderfully uh, starts to happen Miracles And the secular God wants to Through the outpouring of his Holy Spirit Into you and me wants to change the secular Amen In a totally disproportionate way To your ability How I view myself is Is so important. Uh, I'm, I'm the guy on the. Uh, <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> uh, in our in our Christian lives, we can we can think of ourselves as this puny, impotent little thing, um, and it, and it betrays who God is. Uh, if you're gonna inherit the kingdom of God, you need to be as a child. Yeah. Uh, I'll not go into it, but that, that, that whole section that Jesus talks about is little children. You need to have that little, cho- little children think they can do anything. Yeah. Absolutely anything. Uh, when I was a little child, um, uh, I didn't want to be you know a fireman, uh, I wanted to be the fire engine. Uh, uh, to, to children, everything is possible. Uh, Uh, I always always thought I should have been part of the royal family But I didn't want to be one of the princes I wanted to be the queen Uh, when, When you're a child Everything is possible Everything is possible Jesus said unless you become like one of these little ones You will never, never inherit the kingdom of God We need this childlike thing that says, I can do anything because daddy's awesome, okay? So how you view yourself in your workplace and in your street and on your dinner table is really critical. Now I've spent most of my my working life trying to kill my career. Uh, so went off to Bible school in our 20s. uh, My boss's boss at the time said, said, you know, you had a promising career. Uh, That's it over. You know, if you come back and when you come back, uh, uh, we're not going to give you a job. And then they rescinded on that. And and they said, okay, we'll keep your job open. But if you come back, you do realize you have killed your career. Uh, And so uh, off we went off to Bible school, came back. uh, And I can't remember exactly how long it was, but like, you know, a year later, I had a promotion. And then another year later, another promotion on that. And I really wanted to walk into this guy's office and go Yaha uh, uh, or something much ruder. Uh, <clears throat> um, and then uh, uh, in our in my late thirties, um, uh, then uh, wanting you know to really committing into the church the church at the time that we were involved in couldn 't afford to employ me, so i 'll set up my own business, do some stuff in the church, do some st- stuff in the business. The business side just erupted and did really, really well uh, and, and I was trying to you know, calm it down, and it was doing really well uh, and then, uh, uh, and then God said time was to move on and then we ignored him for a year, uh, uh, and then everything dried up, and then we came to Hull and then it was all about you know one well, moving into ministry and all the rest of it and then uh, Sharon Stone a few years ago said son, you've been struggling with this all your life, uh, about, you know, is it, is it, is it work or is it, is it ministry? And she said it was both. And you just go, oh, what a simple answer. Um, it's not actually about killing off one, because actually it's the same thing. Absolutely the same thing Doesn't matter whether you're ministering up here Or you're ministering on Monday morning uh, Working with, the, with, the, with, your, with your colleagues You are a minister of the love of God For God so loved the world That he sent his only son That would die on the cross That would then send his Holy Spirit Who would then infect and fill a whole bunch of people Who would then go out to the world Why? Because God so loves the world It's really simple um, So I've been trying to kill my career all the time And, and despite my most skilled efforts of either being disinterested in my job, being half-hearted in my job, and all the rest of it, God has prospered, prospered me and me in the workplace. You'd think it would have taken less than nearly 30 years to work it out, but um, some of us aren't very, very bright, uh, me. Uh, and I've uh, actually worked out that God wants me to prosper in the workplace. So I've, as, as I've now aligned my posture to say, that's what you want to do, boom. Absolutely astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. When you go to work, I'll just talk about work people. When you go to work, do you curse your work or bless it? I don't want to be here. This is Monday morning. This is far too early. I'm tired and grumpy. Where's my holidays? I don't like the people I'm working with. Ugh, this, is, this is boring and dull and all the rest of it. Stop it. Stop it. Bless it. Bless it. You are salt. You're meant to change it. There's so many people that wander into working. Be of a different light, amen? You will stand out as being brilliant. Bosses want to promote grumpy, horrible people. Never, never. All you need to be is bright and encouraging and supportive and nice occasionally. Doesn't need to be even very often because the the workplace has a low standard God's kingdom has a really, really high standard, and if you're being trained in his house, and you go into the workplace, you will stand out. Amen? Just let that confidence and that posture, and don't curse it, bless it. My street is really difficult, my neighbors are really horrible. They won't won't, won't say hello to me. (laughs) Well, not surprising when you've got that attitude. Switch it around. Every time you walk past your neighbor's house, even though they're, you know, they're, they're growing their Leylandi to 300 feet and, uh, and all the rest of it, bless them, yeah. be nice to them, have your heart favorably inclined to them. Why? Because God has. Yeah. God loves them and he, and he quite likes Leylandi, I'm sure. But bless them, bless them, bless them. Yeah. At your dinner table, oh, I hate my family, don't like this lot. Well, change your attitude. Start to bless your sister. I know it's really hard, but start to bless your sister. Your salt, you have an utterly disproportionate effect when you start to align with the heart of heaven towards your sister. Amen? So, uh, how did I used to live? I used to live as a Christian trying to survive Really, really poor posture. I'm here in a survive, get through the week. Yay, Sunday, yay, midweek meeting, yay. This, that, and the other. Uh, No, utterly wrong. Uh, Apply some Biblical principles, that's a bit better. Get filled with the Holy Spirit and start doing some Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah, cool, good. Uh, He is doing something much bigger. I'm standing in the power and the authority of all of his name to be salt and light to the place that I find myself. I'm a tree. Remember? Wherever I find myself standing, wherever you put your feet, I'm gonna give you the ground. Wherever you find yourself standing, wherever you find yourself standing, this is God's territory. And heaven has invaded behind enemy lines and may his kingdom come and his will be done as it is in heaven behind enemy lines in Jesus' name. It's really simple. And if you think like a little child, a little one, everything's possible. <clears throat> um, uh, and this is just coming up to to end. When you enter a house, peace, bless them. So what's our attitude? What, this is Jesus' instructions on how to be a Christian and how to uh, witness and preach the gospel. So first thing, bless them. Second thing, stay there, eat and drink. Connect. Have fellowship, have fun. Uh, Do not move around from house to house. Stay put, be a tree. Heal the sick, meet their needs in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't just be wise and say a few kind things. Be miraculous and spiritual. And then the kingdom of God has come near you. If anyone has ears to listen to hear, let them hear. Jesus wasn't just saying that to the church, if you've got ears to hear. He was saying it to the world. When you're in your workplace, you will see people who are listening. Then proclaim. And all the, I've been practicing something, which is preaching without scripture. Uh, and I'm now doing, I'm practicing to do it all the time. I take kingdom principles and I preach them at work. So when I'm sitting here having a, a one-to-one with one of my managers, um, I preach the kingdom at them, and I haven't used one scripture. God's there, right there because I'm using His words. I'm using His principles. Um, I've got my leadership team uh, uh, away on a workshop. Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Monday, we do budgets and all this sort of boring stuff. And then on Tuesday, I'm preaching them to about, uh, about kingdom, culture and kingdom values. Um, uh, I won't use one scripture, but God will be there. And I will proclaim his kingdom has come. Amen? It doesn't start with what we often are trained with, is go and preach the gospel and be an offense and be an irritant and be really awkward and, and go in there with your, with your huge wooden cross and march in with your big Bible and say, I've arrived at work, I am a Christian. It doesn't say that. Much more subtle there's probably a time for that, um, and someone else can do that. I'm not doing that. I want to do this. Amen? I want to go in there with the attitude to bless wherever I go. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm involved in a, uh, in a, in a school Uh, I'm the chairman of a multi-academy trust, so this is a bunch of schools all joined together Um, uh, and then uh, uh, the government stepped out of running these things and then they get volunteers to run them because it's cheaper. Um, uh, uh, And and a bunch of other reasons, you get local influence and local control and this one uh, is Christian, it has a Christian ethos, so it has a Christian designation in a number of the schools, so we're allowed to keep a small number of roles um, only open to Christians. Uh, completely o- open and, and legit, uh, uh, and all that. Sort of stuff. So, so it originally started in Gateshead. We've got schools across Teeside, uh, one in Doncaster, um, uh, uh, and the the uh, uh, fabulous. Inheritance, the, the directors that are sort of currently running it that, that have now, so Christian head teachers and all this sort of stuff. And um, it used to, there was a phase where there was an attitude which was, you know, we will walk around with the great big Bible and the big cross and we are demonstrably Christian. And the local education authority struggled with that because you know, it was, it was difficult to live with. We, we jarred against where society was at. We were being different, but just different for the sake of it. And there's been a shift with, you know, with uh, a number of, uh, you know, uh, especially the principals, the heads really thinking about this and taking this on, and how do we actually, the attitude shifted to how do we bless our community? How do we bless our families? It's always been there, but it's just the priority that's given to that, and the visibility and profile that's given to that has really come to the fore. And when it came to you know, failing schools in the area, um, then uh, uh, the, the education authority would never come to us as a group and say will you take these schools on because we were just a little bit too difficult uh, from their point of view. That's changed uh, and they came to us and said please will you run this school and we said uh, love to so we're taking over that school. Oh and there's another one, will you uh, take over uh, that one? And so you know, we're going through that at the moment. And suddenly you've got this, through a very small number of Christians, you've got the ability to influence thousands upon thousands of families. We can have an utterly disproportionate effect, nothing to do with individuals, all to do with his Holy Spirit. Amen? And us aligning with the posture that says, Lord, I wanna do what you wanna do in my street, on my dinner table, Wherever it might be, where I find myself, where's my little realm of influence? Uh, uh, I haven't got a realm of influence. Well, go and walk down your street and create one. And just start going out and start with that beginning thing. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Because that's how Jesus started out, was God so loved the world, he wanted to bless them. You'll probably know this, this uh, uh, lots of people put, talk about seven mountains, lots of places of influence, uh, uh, education, uh, media, arts, um, so, just society, the home, church is a place of influence, um, uh, business, uh, uh, hospitals, all of these things and they're all kingdoms and they're going to become the kingdoms of our God but Jesus is coming back for a glorious bride, I think he wants them to be the kingdoms of his, of, his, of his name before he comes back Amen God is returning for a glorious bride uh, He wants to redeem the marketplace wherever you do business whether it's on an operating table, whether it's in, in a nursing home whether it's with your neighbours He wants to redeem all the marketplace in Jesus name and you can't do it on your own You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit with a purpose, which is goosebumps, which is healing, which is this, which is that, but it's also to be salt and light to change the world. In Jesus' name. There's waves coming. There's waves coming and the tide is rising. Could I have uh, uh, the worship team, please? You are totally disproportionate. Your ability to affect the world and those around you is utterly disproportionate to who you think you are. Lord, just change my view and my posture of who I am.